I'm Jim Cameron of Jim Cameron Consulting, broadcasting from the Fountainhead, the home of Synergy Billing in Holly Hill, and I'm your host for Volusia Matters, a program that delves into the latest in Volusia's governmental and political issues. Now, this show will include interviews with city and county as well as school board officials, members of our legislative and congressional delegations, and other members in the political community on a variety of topics. But everything will focus on matters that impact Volusia, directly or indirectly. And now for the news. First of all, I want to say congratulations to NASCAR for a thrilling Daytona 500, and to winner Ricky Stenhouse Jr. It was a sellout crowd and great TV exposure. Nothing but positives for our community. And next item, at their last meeting, Daytona Beach City Commission adopted their 2023 and 24 legislative and congressional priorities. Some of the priorities include, under the state, a $6.1 million request for backup generators at sanitary sewer lift stations and treatment plants to be used during hurricanes. Next, flooding for flood control projects. Next, funding for affordable and workforce housing. Then, funding for FDOT projects, including I-95 at LPGA Interchange and the LPGA Tomoka River Bridge and Mason Avenue, East ISB, and others. Under federal, they're asking for funding, Army Corps of Engineers, Nova Road Canal, Flood Mitigation Feasibility Study, funding for affordable and workforce housing and local homeless initiatives, programs that support local resilience, mitigation efforts to preserve coastal ecosystems, and then also funding for projects identified in the city's flood and drainage mitigation master plan. At their last meeting, Daytona Beach City Commission approved plans for their 2023 Coronavirus Local Fiscal Recovery Fund that comes from Washington. It's a continuation of funds received from 2021 with a new focus on cities infrastructure. This will entail City Commission zone funds of $1.8 million, of which the mayor will have $350,000 to allocate while commissioners will have $250,000 to allocate. Another item, Jackie Robinson Ballpark Improvements at $670,000. City Island Rec Hall Rehabilitation, $275,000. And unassigned funds at $250,000. Also want to remind you that the State of the County Luncheon is Tuesday, February 28th at the Ocean Center. 
Doors will open at 11.30 a.m. County Chair Jeff Brower will highlight the county's 2022 accomplishments along with future goals followed by a brief video from council members. Reservations are required and can be made online at 2023stateofthecounty.eventbrite.com. And I wanted to add a reminder that county council meetings on the third Tuesday of the month will now begin at 4 p.m. at the County Administrative Building in DeLand. The intent is to make it easier for working people to see and participate in county council meetings. Now, the meetings on the first Tuesday of the month will still begin at 10 a.m. Moving on, Port Orange City Council and staff are working on the Bristol's Group's Riverwalk Project, a 10-acre mixed-use development on the Halifax River, which will include shops, restaurants, 450 multifamily units. That's going to be a nice project. Next item, Volusia School District Bargaining Team and Volusia United Educators will hold a bargaining session on February 28th at the District Administrative Complex in the land. Meanwhile, the district and the American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees reached an agreement for a one-year contract. The union, which represents school bus drivers, maintenance, schoolway cafe employees, and campus advisors, later ratified this contract. Moving on, as I mentioned last week, the River to Sea TPO offices are now relocating to 1 Deuce Court Suite 100 in Daytona Beach. In the Florida Tennis Center complex off of LPGA Boulevard. Their phone, 226-0422, will remain the same. And TPO Board meetings and committee meetings will now meet at the Daytona Beach International Airport in the airport airline room beginning in March. I'd like to add that DeBerry Communications and Governmental Affairs Director Sherry Simmons is back from Washington. So look for her at future meetings in Volusia. And busy as she always was, she attended last week's Volusia Economic Development Q4 breakfast at the airport. Some news from the state. Visit Florida estimated that Florida had 137 million visitors in 2022, a 5% increase over 2019 and a 12% increase over 2021. Florida welcomed 33 million travelers between October and December in 2022, 
marking a 6% increase from the fourth quarter in 2021. Hey, congratulations, Dana Young, their executive director. Locally, Volusia's 2022 bed tax collections were up nearly 3% countywide in December versus 2021. However, Southeast Volusia was down 4%, while the Halifax area was up 3%, and West Volusia was up 23%, but we feel that was due to storm evacuations. Next item, Governor Ron DeSantis was joined by Senate President Kathleen Pasadomo and House Speaker Paul Renner and their support of tort reform legislation. This would include eliminating one-way attorney's fees and fee multipliers for all lines of insurance and to modernize Florida's bad faith law and to protect small businesses from paying exorbitant damages. DeSantis stated, Florida has been considered a a judicial hellhole due to excessive litigation and a legal system that benefited the lawyers more than the people who are injured. Stay tuned on this one. Now, the Volusia Economic Development Department recently held their quarterly breakfast where Director Helga Van Eckert gave some interesting st- statistics. Volusia's gross domestic product grew 5% last year to $17 billion. Of this, finance, insurance, real estate, and rental and leasing was $4.6 billion, and education services, health care, and social assistance was $2.4 billion. Now, Volusia's total labor force stood at roughly 260,000 individuals, employees, and the county's fourth quarter of 2022 had 30 building permits valued at $180 million and 49 redevelopment permits valued at $37 million. As for commercial construction, multifamily permits were valued at $54 million. Healthcare permits were valued at $23 million. And hotels and hospitality were valued at $11 million. And Volusia's most recent unemployment rate is 2.6%. Next item. At their last meeting... Deltona City Commissioners agreed to move consideration of hiring interim Jim Chisholm as city manager for a one-year contract to their March 6 meeting agenda. Again, stay tuned. Next item, the Deland City Commission appointed Rick Dwyer to serve on the Volusia Growth Management Commission. The BGMC reviews city and county plans to assure that their 
concurrent and consistent. I know Rick will do a fine job. Also, the opening of the DeLand Sunrail Station, anticipated to open in early 2024, is expected to generate increased traffic on Euclid Avenue. So, the City of DeLand will add calming features to slow down traffic and promote motorist and bicyclist safety. Next item, this past week I represented Synergy Billing at a Florida Chamber event in Tallahassee where Chamber President Mark Wilson said Florida has just surpassed Saudi Arabia as the world's 16th largest economy and should surpass Mexico next year. Now this event included Florida cabinet officials and legislative leaders in discussing their objectives for the upcoming session, which starts March 7. One major object objective will be attainable workforce housing, or Senate Bill 102, which is called the Live Local Act, and bill sponsor Senator Alexis Kaladiud had this to say. Our Live Local plan is a transformational market-driven constellation of policies that provides attainable housing options for Floridians at every income level and stage of life. The foundation of this legislation is our great respect for the dignity of work and the value of family life. We're tackling this complex issue from all angles by incentivizing private sector investment to increasing state funding to common sense reduction in regulations. Our bill balances a focus on both increasing number of workforce rental units and expanding opportunities for home ownership. And this just in, Representative Tom Leake has just picked up an endorsement from District 7 Senator Travis Hudson in his bid to the Florida Senate next year. And before we interview today's guest, I'd like to put in a word about Fountainhead. Jason Myers Headquarters Campus in Holly Hill for Synergy Billing. This facility is on the site of the old Holly Hill Middle School, 1200 Center Avenue, just north of LPGA Boulevard. Synergy Billing, a medical billing and coding company, is just one segment of Fountainhead, and there's more to come, so stay tuned. And now for today's guest, Reuben Colon, school board member for District 5. He was elected to the board in 2018 and was re-elected last year. He's been a Deltona resident since 2002. He's also a licensed respiratory therapist and is employed with Advent Health. He serves on the executive board for Family Health Source and Deltona Affordable Housing Board, and he's also a member of the DeBerry Deltona Orange City Rotary Club. Now, District 5 includes Southwest Volusia, including Deltona, Enterprise, Osteen, and portions of Lake Helen and DeLand. And he's one nice guy. Glad to have you with us, Reuben. 
Oh, it's my absolute pleasure to be here with you, Jim. Uh, you are a huge proponent and supporter of our schools. Uh, one of the few people that actually comes to a lot of school board meetings. And so <laughs> to be here today and chat with you about the great things that are happening in Volusia County is, is my pleasure. Well, like I say, we sure appreciate it. How many students do y'all have and, uh, in, in, the, in the district? Our enrollment in Volusia County is growing as, our, as is our, our county. We're currently right around 64,000 students uh, at 72 schools, plus the charter schools, plus uh, some of the other educational opportunities that we have for our students, including Volusia Online. Uh, so yeah, we're right around 64,000. Wow. Now that makes Volusia what, like the 10th? largest district in the state of Florida? We're somewhere around there. You know, yeah. it varies. There are a few counties that, uh, you know, every year it changes. Uh, when, when I started, we were the 14th largest uh, in the country and, so, excuse me, in the state. And what a lot of people don't realize is school districts around the country are normally small. So Volusia is almost like, I think that last check, they were like the 40th largest school district in the country. Few people realize that. That's not surprising. That's not surprising, you know, I mean, so. But uh, Ruben, I'm, I'm hearing more about a program called U-Science that helps students discover their interest and skills and all, and it steers them towards a, uh, an education and career path. Uh, can you tell us more about this? Well, one of the things a lot of folks always say is, I wish the schools taught the trades. I wish the schools... Uh, prepared our students uh, for beyond graduation. I wish our schools would uh, not only uh, educate the high performers, but also have opportunities for all students. And what they don't realize is we already have a lot of these programs. Volusia County is rich in what we call career and technical education programs. And one of the things that we realized was that we really didn't have a way of uh, figuring out what path a student should take. You know, it's very few of us at the age of 12 can say we wanted to do what we're doing today. And so uh, we were grateful to our partnership with the Daytona Chamber, as well as the Volusia Manufacturers, our CTE department, and those who support those entities, because they made U-Science available to our students. U-Science is an aptitude awareness test, which they answer some questions and at the end of it, it gives them a result on what areas, based on the evaluation, they scored highly in and what educational tracks they should consider, whether it's vocational, academic, military, et cetera. So U-Science uh, has been huge. It's uh, being done in all of our high schools, and now it's moved into the middle school so that we could get our students in track sooner. Okay. Oh. Well, let me ask this. On a... Uh... Somewhat kind of, I remember when the district years ago had just been talking about this new concept of academies, academies. So, and they've come a long way since then though. So can you share some of us about academies? Absolutely. And so a lot of folks, the term that's thrown around now is uh, career and technical education. I still call it vocational education because I'm a little bit old school. And so a lot of folks don't think we have these opportunities for our students because it's called something different. In Volusia County, we have a lot of great academies. You know, a lot of folks say, 
you know, I wish they had more vocational programs. Well, I want to educate everyone to know that we now call it career and technical education. This is not the program that we went to when we were in school. Our students are currently offered a variety of things, starting in middle school, from exploration to hospitality, to fundamentals of culinary, uh, information technology, digital information technology, um, career and technical education courses, marketing. These are all things that are currently in our middle schools. And right now, one of the things that we're doing now that youth science has been brought into the middle school is we're trying to partner up the offerings at the uh, feeder high schools and the middle schools together. So if a student is going, say, to a heritage middle school and they're interested in STEM, we know that there is an advanced manufacturing program where they have CNC machines and, and all that good stuff at Pine Ridge High School. And so the student can then uh, continue their educational path that way. Um, you know, aside from the 40 plus academies and programs that we have in Volusia County, we are also expanding this year. Uh, I'm super excited to say this. We're expanding uh, aerospace with a partnership with Embry-Riddle at uh, our middle schools and our high schools. And so that's going to take place in about five different schools. Uh, we're expanding our education academy. Of course, we need teachers. And so we're going to start growing our own, as well as coding, entrepreneurship, uh, criminal justice. These are all the academies that are being expanded right now in Volusia County, in addition to the great academies that we already have in place. Did you say coding? Uh, yes. So um, at River Springs Middle School, we're going to be uh, putting out coding, which will lead into the University High School Gaming and Simulation Academy. Wow. Jeez. Wow. This, that's fantastic. That really is. I mean, well, let me, along those lines then, to what degree are students in the classrooms today, what, how are they using computers? I mean, have they taken the place of books or, or, or you know, I mean, are books, you know, is that way in the future or what? So one of the blessings that COVID brought us was the immediate need to expand uh, our connectivity with our students. As you are aware, um, our students left for spring break and never came back that year. And so uh, we had to rapidly uh, implement one-to-one -one technology. So in Volusia schools, every single middle school and every single high school student is issued a laptop, which they are able to take home uh, they're able to use it for their assignments as well as access their textbooks, both when they are home and when they are in school. And so uh, technology has become a huge player in uh, education. A lot of folks ask, well, are there traditional books still available? Yes, there are. However, for a lot of our students, they actually would prefer to learn uh, using the digital tools. They're able to search a term rather than having to flip through pages to find a certain uh, term And so uh, technology has become huge in our schools and a lot of the technology that was already in place in our middle and high schools uh, shifted to our elementary schools. Uh, and so right now we are a one to one district. Wow. As it relates to technology. I like hearing that. I like hearing that, though. Uh, well, along and 
Remembering from my chamber of commerce days, okay, economic development, you know, that's very important to any community though. But how does a school district play into economic development? Because I remember, you know, I mean, when a new company is moving to a community, they want to check out that school district for their their people that are going to be moving here. So can you tell us about the school district economic development? Absolutely. Well, schools are the cornerstone of every community. Not only are schools the cornerstone of every community, but we are uh, the largest employer in Volusia County. We are the largest food service provider in Volusia County. Uh, we serve many, many meals every single day, breakfast and lunch. And so uh, schools are important. As far as economic development, like you mentioned, uh, whenever an employer, whenever a family looks to move to an area, one of the first things they look at is what are the schools like? You know, are the schools good or do the schools have the programs that are going to meet the needs of my family? And so having good schools is important. Nobody wants to move to an area with bad school because, we, you know, we want our students to excel. We want our students to do well. We want our students and our children to do better than we did. And so uh, it's important that we not only uh, continue to provide those opportunities, but do everything we can to become the best and providing all the educational options for our students. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. And uh, Raven, a few weeks ago, I had the honor to uh, attend the Lucia Teacher of the Year Awards dinner, uh, Teacher of the Year dinner, and Vonda Morris was oh, wow. elected Wasn't that night. Wasn't she so. amazing? Vonda Morris, we, we are so proud that you are going to be our representative in the state teacher of the year competition. You know, uh, Jim, a few people know this, but two years ago, we had a finalist in the mm. state competition for teacher of the year. He was one of the top five, um, oh, wow. Mr. G from uh, Citrus Grove Elementary. And so uh, Volusia County is... Uh, super excited to have her representative. If you remember her speech, it was electrifying. It was it all was. about the students. It spoke of opportunities. It spoke of challenges. And it was, she is just amazing. And we look forward to uh, joining her at the State Teacher of the Year uh, dinner coming up soon. And you know, the, the fact though that she teaches what statistics and probabilities, I mean, that's a long way from a classroom, you know, that I even had experience. It with. is, but, but I'll tell you. Statistics and probabilities, I mean, that's that's pretty complex. So, but uh, no, happy for her, though. Congratulations, Fonda. And, uh, but uh, yeah, just to wrap it up, though, if you would, though, please, Ruben, any closing comments? Absolutely. Again, thank you for this opportunity to share the great things that are going on in our schools you know, I always say that students need something to lose. Now, that sounds a little backwards than, than the way we normally say things, but what do students do when they don't have something they are engaged in? They get in trouble. And so by having these opportunities, not only for our high excelling students who are, uh, you know, doing Cambridge, ACE, dual enrollment, uh, our dual enrollment numbers are, are doing great. The amount of students that are graduating uh, from Daytona State with their associate's degree before they graduate high school is, 
is amazing, but we also wanted to make sure that we capitalized on preparing our students to be college and career ready or military. And so thank, thankfully, we've been able to partner with our community, with our chambers, uh, with all of our interested parties uh, in our school system to provide the students the use science to figure out their aptitude to ensure that the programs that we have and the programs that we're growing meet the needs of our students and our communities. Because one of the things you'll hear us talk a lot about of is we want our students to not only be prepared, we want them to go out and seek the career, but we want them to stay right here in Volusia County. We want them to come back. We want them to be a part of our thriving economy. We want them to come back and inspire the, the people who, who are coming behind them. And, and to speak of it, you know, at one of our academies, which is our HVAC Academy at Pine Ridge, uh, you know, the students came back this year. Every single one of them that graduated got a job in the industry. And so they came back to speak to the students who are currently in the program to inspire them, to show them what it was like to come out of school with an industry certification and make a pretty decent living considering uh, they had just graduated a few months before. So I am super excited about where Volusia County is going. Uh, the uh, superintendent is going to be having a uh, meeting with businesses on the east side. Uh, that's coming up and I'm sure uh, anybody who is interested in attending, I'm sure Mr. Cameron will go ahead and share that information. I will. And uh, we look forward to continuing to share. And I, and I welcome you because the things that she's going to speak of, because there's more time, is going to blow people's socks off. Great things are happening in Volusia County, and I'm excited to be a part of it. And that's Carmen Bagabin. Dr. Bagabin, yes. Ruben, thank you ever so much for this today, though. Appreciate it. And just congratulations. Y'all are doing a fantastic job. We'll be in touch. Thank you for your support, Mr. Cameron. And again, you are a staple in our community and a huge supporter of our schools. Thank you. Thank you, Ruben. Thank you. And I'd like to thank today's guest, School Board Chair Ruben Colon, for joining us. And before I close, I want to announce that as of this minute, the U.S. debt stands at $31 trillion, 568 billion, and it's growing by the minute. Now look for a new podcast episode to be released next week, and the views expressed on this podcast may or may not necessarily express the opinions of Jim Cameron Consulting. And for more news, check out my newsletter, which is emailed each month. And if you're not receiving it, call me at 566-2140. And if I miss your call and not return it in eight business hours, I'll pay you $1,000. For some reason, every day, I'm seeing people panhandling at intersections at different parts of the county. But you must remember that not all homeless are panhandlers and not all panhandlers are homeless. So if you want to help someone who really needs money, give that extra one or two or three dollars to a waiter or waitress. I mean, they're working their butts off paying rent and paying taxes 
and many of them have kids that they're trying to feed and clothe. So if you really want to help someone, help them. This is Jim Cameron signing off.